This week on Backyard Footy. I was like, all right, these two guys are in front of me. They play in Europe. How can I be better than them playing where I'm playing? So I'll watch every touch they make, the way they look over their shoulders, the way, everything. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go home and train, same super kick, and imagine the same thing. And I did over and over and over until eventually I remember the day when Hart was like, yeah, you're starting. You know, I, yo, I couldn't sleep the night before, man. <laughs> I couldn't, I forgot against who we played. Like, my heart was just going crazy. What's up, footy fans? Welcome to the 23rd episode of Backyard Footy with your host, Hugh Roberts, where each episode I dive into the backgrounds, journeys, and experiences of professional athletes, former athletes, and anyone that's been involved with the game. I'm very, very excited to have you guys back. I know I haven't been recording in a while. The season's been crazy. We haven't made playoffs anymore. My first time making, not making playoffs in my career. Two new coaches, a losing record. Like It's just been a crazy season on and off the field, so it just feels good to be back. Have some awesome guests for you guys, the veterans of the team. Let me introduce them to you guys because they have experience from all over the world. First off, we have Steve Stephen Teacott from France in his, what year, professional-wise? Oh, signed when I was 18 and I'm 32, so 14. In his 14th year as a pro, Dominic Adoro in his... 15. 15th year as a pro, Aaron Mound in his... Eight. Eighth year as a pro, Abdullah Mansali in his ninth year as a pro. And Kavan George from in his eighth year in his, in his pro. Kavan from Trinidad, Abdul's from Gambia, Aaron's from here. USA. <laughs> Don from Ghana, Steve's from France. So a bunch of experiences. I can't wait to dive into this with you guys. We're going to do something a little different. We're just going to dive straight into the story. So Aaron, why don't you lead us off? Talk about your background, where you came from, your journey, how you even got started in this game. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Born in Boston, uh, started playing when I was like, you know, four or five. As long as I can remember. Um, yeah, grew up playing through the normal uh, U.S. type circuits like ODP and all that club soccer stuff that you know is not really around today. Um, then ended up going to Notre Dame um, on a on a scholarship to play soccer there. Uh, <coughs> So, I mean, growing up back then, there was no academy for you, right? No, no academy. So, so how'd you really, or how'd you even get started in the game? Did you have a family member that kind of put you on? Or? Yeah, so my dad is Trinidadian, so there's kind of been, there was that exposure there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, no one in my family ever played soccer kind of before me. Um, my dad was a track track guy, had a lot of, like, athletes, but um, the first, I guess, pioneer when it comes to that. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it started, um, just kind of being from a very Caribbean neighborhood in Boston. Um, there was a lot of, you know, football going around, so mm. jumped on the bandwagon. And you made the U-17 national team? Yeah, so when I was, you know, 16, 17, made the U-17 national team for the Trinidad, Trinidad national oh, team. Oh, Trinidad national team, wow. Yeah, we had uh, our World Cup in uh, Egypt, which was pretty cool. Damn. Uh, Unbelievable experience. Didn't do didn't do so hot, but <laughs> what was it like out there? It was just you know different. Like you got to see all these other countries and kind of how they were preparing for the games. Right. My first time playing at that level for sure, um, and kind of 
seeing what it means to play for a country and right. seeing kind of what goes into that and the pride and all that. So it's definitely an eye-opening experience for sure. And that kind of helped you progress into college, getting ready for Notre Dame. Yeah, it was kind of weird going from that back to the college experience because mm-hmm. um, it's less, you know, less pressure, less, um, less competition, less on stage. So it was weird going from a World Cup, even though it's a youth World Cup, to that college, that college right. environment again. Right. What was getting? You said you got drafted too, right? Yeah, what was I got, got drafted Toronto out of college. Um, I say it was like. January 2012, um, so <clears throat> went went to Toronto and was a, there for a year, and then Salt Lake for five and a half, Vancouver for two, and then now we're here. Wow, how was the MLS experience though? How did you cool. sum it, it up? It was cool. Up and down. Um, when it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was rough. So mm-hmm. that Toronto team was one of the worst teams. In the history of, <laughs> the history of MLS, I think, uh, record wise, so that yeah, was guys were like, you, so, yeah. my first year. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. We, we played against you guys. This game when you guys opened, I was in Chicago. What's the problem? Who <laughs> <laughs> was there around that time? That Toronto team? Yeah. We had French. That yeah. yeah. Torsten French. Tors- okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had Julian de Guzman, okay. uh, who's actually the guy at Ottawa. The we had that lost Tricos Danny Kubermans. That tall striker. Danny Kubermans. Really? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah, Terry Dunfield. This guy I forgot. Like, he, he's a tall. That's a center back. Oh, he's a tall striker. I don't know. No, I don't know. I forgot. The name, the name will come. It was just. Dickio. Is it Danny Dickio? There yeah. you go. He was, a, he was a. When I was there, he there was a, an analyst. Like, he'd already Oh, really? Yeah. You're, oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm not as old as you are, though. I'm talking about his first year. I'm saying my first year. Not his first year. What's he talking about? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man, that was an interesting experience. And then went from there to Salt Lake, which was completely different. They had like a really solid squad. Did you win it? Yeah, I was there with Abdul. Oh, with Abdul too? Did you win it? How How many years y'all play together? We played together. When did you leave there? Y'all, y'all knew each other back then like that or not? Nah? Yeah, 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 yeah. New yeah. England. New England, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. When, that's when we thought uh, Abdullah's name was Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. 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 Everybody call you Kenny myself. I don't know. Yeah. Now you got to ask him that question. What? Yeah. 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 Talk about that progression. I know. Kenny's like a nickname back home. My mom Kenny. It's not a nickname. I've been told. Yeah. We know somebody come on, you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's called Kenny. Actually, it wasn't even Kenny, it was K and Ken. But when I came to the country, like uh, in New England, the lady was like, Ken, you know, so can I call you Kenny? It's like, oh, yeah, go ahead, that's more American. <laughs> 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 that's how Kenny continued. And what was Vancouver like for you? Uh, yeah, Vancouver was. Uh, was an 
unbelievable city. Loved it. Uh, I thought it was really cool. And the way that they're set up with the stadium downtown, they had like kind of built-in fan support, which was mm-hmm. which was cool. It just it didn't quite work out as I wanted to on the field. Right. right. So it's kind of marred the entire experience. But um, nonetheless, for Vancouver, right. kind of what's going on up there. No, that's what's good though. I'm glad you're here though. So, Abdullah, why don't you kind of take us off next, talk about your journey, how you got here. Uh, yeah. You can turn the mic to you, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, come on, dub. <laughs> so, all the way from West Africa, man. Um, yeah, West Side. <laughs> yeah, I see. You know, I was born and raised in Gambia. You know, it's a small country in West Africa, like really one of the smallest in Africa. So, and soccer is only sport like bigger. Like you could play, and I would say you could travel outside the country. So for me, um, you know, we I play youth youth seventeen World Cup. That's how I get out in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, I played it. The very first time the country went to the, you know, like a World Cup, you know, even the senior team, we never go anywhere, even African Covenation, but the junior team, you know, that was the first time we tr- um, we make it to the, you know, African Covenation, we won the championship, then from there we went to World Cup in Peru, mm-hmm. and then that's how everything started, you know, that dream started like that. But before that, you know, you have to go some trials, you know, in Africa, you know, they you have to go, let's say, in America here, if you have to select players, you have to go different states to pick. So in Gambia, the same thing they do, they went to different, mm-hmm. you know, hometown, village to, you know, bring players. Then they have to do the final selection. And after they pick every village or stuff like that, they bring, they gather us together and we start playing, like, you know, do the trials, which like 600 kids saw up. So out of 600, they have to select only 30 players. Yeah, so that's how I managed to make it from that 600. So you were just playing in your village. Yo, I was just playing in my hometown, the village, that was it. And, you know, you know, then, then they come recruit me from there and they told me, so you're going to, let's say, you're going to DC, that's where they're gonna do the final. And so they went to the, the capital in the city. Mm-hmm. So where they have to do the final selection, you know, so that out of 600, you have to play only 30 minutes. That's it, 11, 11, 30 minutes, <laughs> bro. Yeah. You can saw what you get, man, that's oh, it. Man. The coach have to, you know, and the coach was Ghanaian, you know, from Ghana, you know. I had his pass away, man, um, Osam Dudu. Yeah, great coach, man. We called yeah. him 442, yeah. the guy that had brothers system in Ghana. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, man, this guy, man. Because in Gambia, because usually there's a, you know, Ghanaian coach, usually pick who you know or my you know like that's common in africa sometimes you know if i'm coach i know steven i'm gonna bring steven kid mm-hmm. or steven relative mm-hmm. bring him in, you know so that was and gambia noticed that they went to bring a foreign coach who doesn't know anybody so that's how the squad was like and for some dude man that's a great guy man so that's a long way man <laughs> so glad to make it or you 17 world yeah. cup so from 17 yeah 17 to u20 world cup again okay. in canada okay that's how i make it to the mls because uh, we play u17 world cup uh, u20 world cup in canada mm-hmm. and then we went all the way to quarterfinals and we lost against austria and 
you know, score free kick, that free kick make me to you come over to New England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we beat Portugal on quarterfinals, you know, like, no, like, yeah, we beat round 16, we beat uh, Portugal. Then the quarterfinals, we lose. Then wow. We and then what, who, who recruited you from the MLS? Uh, Steve Nichol, you know. Mm. And Steve Nichol was in New England, you know. He was the head coach. So he recruited me and Sene Nyasi. And that was 2007. But Sene get to play like open cup game in 2000. So for me, I start 2008, you know. What are you, 19 at the time? 19, yeah, yeah. Like, so then, but, you know, it's nice, you know. You've been in the leagues. How many teams you been on? Uh, in the here, MLS, MLS or yeah. three, I would say New okay. England uh-huh. one, Salt Lake City, you know, two, then Houston Dynamo. How was your MLS experience? Oh man, yeah, Great, man, it was so much fun, especially in Salt Lake. Oh man, in New England, we won Open Cup finals, which is nice, and with Salt Lake, we went to the MLS Cup final, went to you know, Open Cup, uh, MLS Cup final, and uh, yeah, we went, to, yeah, we went to the Conquer Cup, you know. So we've been, you know, doing great in there. And now you're here, though. Now I'm here because, like, then when I leave Houston, I went to Europe for a little bit. You know, in Finland, I played two years. With the family, though, how's it? You know, juggling moving a family around. Travel without family, and you know, so but that's soccer life, man. You gotta go everywhere, man. So, you have a wife and kid here, right? Yeah. How's how's it been? You know, juggling. It's great, man. Yeah. Having them around, so it's so that's much. awesome. Yeah. Good, bro. Cool, man. Glad to have you here too, my dude. Well, your family travels to like every team you go to. Nah, really. They're just oh, like, okay. because but before it's gonna hard for them to travel, but now you know, so mm-hmm. make it easy. You know, come close. Yeah. Warm city, <laughs> Queen City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, Key, why don't you lead us off next? Talk about your journey a little bit. I don't even remember, man. <laughs> That's your thing, man. That's your thing. Oh, I think it's a Hispanic thing, like Sakala. Like, take it. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Born and raised in Tobago. Um, I I mean, I really got into football because my uncle was on the national team, my dad's brother, and we used to see him on the TV all the time, like in the local league home, you know, like playing for defense force, and Joe Public was a big team, Mm -hmm. like big team back home, and just seeing him in, like people wearing his jerseys around our village, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. So I told my dad, I think I was around like age four. And he sat me down and I was like, you sure this is what you want to do? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm going to buy a ball, some boots, and we're going to go train (laughs) tomorrow. So we used to always train by ourselves, like in the local park and stuff. I mean, we still train together to mm-hmm. up to today, wow. you know, like, wow. like we don't even talk when we train. Right. Like, he knows what I need on what day. Like, he watch my games and say, all right, we're working on this today, you know, like, like he never, <clears throat> he never gave me a compliment either, you know. That's <laughs> our, course, that's our course. relationship, you of know, course. like, um, and just our family in general. Like, we're not very affectionate, like, 
hey, I love you. Like, I never call my mom, mom, dad, dad. It's just like their nickname. That's yeah. just our yeah, family, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he was like, all right, well, back home, there aren't many opportunities. And being from the smaller island up to two, right. like, I don't know how to put it, but like you have to really do a lot to get on the national team, right? Mm -hmm. Because they, yeah, so whatever, yeah. So, so um, yeah, so I had to go and uh, I told my parents one day, I think when I was around like eight or nine, like I want to move to America or England, like to play. And my dad was like, you sure you want to do this? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And like to get a visa, it's like, it's really difficult. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. Pops ever yeah. mentioned that, like, to, yeah. like it's really yeah. like, it's like one in a million type of thing, right? right, right. So my dad he got some money, like he borrowed some money and went to apply for his. He got through, then went to apply for my mom's. They got through and then like two years after they applied for us and then we got through as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like, it was very difficult to leave home, obviously, you know, your friends and it's How like a tender you? age. Like, How young? Uh, I left home 12. 12? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, kind of forming my own like becoming my own person yeah and like you know making a lot of friends and stuff right and kind of like ripped me apart from home and then put me in america and to go to school here like it was just different like the way they spoke and stuff in atlanta and just like the food the food smelled bad to me like you know we cook with flavor man you know like <laughs> it was really rough like a lot of days like all throughout like most of school when i came here I was eating in the bathroom, man, in a wow. brown paper bag, like just bread and butter, you know, because that's what my parents <laughs> could afford, you know, so, um, and I just didn't want to be around them to talk, mm. because they always ask me to talk, I want to hear an accent, like, oh, where are you from, Trinidad, oh yeah, where's that in Africa, you know, <laughs> you know, and I was like tired of like saying it over and over and over, but yeah, so, um, you know, and I came to America, didn't have much friends, yeah, yeah, so I didn't have much friends, so I was like, I mean, my dad and I continued our training uh, after his work. He'd get off like at three, and then we'd go train for about two hours. Like, he would buy all these equipment, like, to pass the ball through, like, the, what yeah. you call it, ladders, everything. And we didn't have a car, you know, so we had to take Marta yeah. in Atlanta. So it would be like, yeah, the bus. So, like, you know, like, all the stuff, like, Dave and them carry. Like, we each had to take down a bus, so it would be, like, me and him. Sometime my mom would come and, like, a whole bunch of people, like, they're, like, watching their face so they don't get hit, you know? So, like, it was, em it was embarrassing for me, like, and for my dad. Like, recently we were talking about, he was like, yo, I can even get a car for my kid, like, to go and drive. And, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. we did that for, like, a few years, and my dad was like, oh, it'll pay off, man. Don't worry, just keep working. And I was just training because... I liked it, and I was watching a lot of people on TV, like Premier League. I was watching like Makalele. I was like, oh, I just want to go out and train like them. I liked Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo back then. You, you weren't know? playing club. So I started in a like a rec club in Atlanta because we were clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know anyone. Then uh, a coach saw me from there, and I was like, yo, you shouldn't be here. And we were like, oh, where should we be? You know, like, and we went to. Uh, 
Concord Fire, which is yeah. like a big club in, in America. Yeah. And the coach there, Greg Blastingame, like he took me in as his son. I wasn't living with him, but like he did everything for me club wise. Like um, got me noticed like for like ES Adidas ESP. Yeah. I yeah. think that's yeah. like went to that and I didn't know anything about college because my mind was just focused on well now that I, I was in America I was trying to go to England because I know America wasn't known for yeah. soccer. That's the that's the, the belief back home. Like back was the belief Still back is. home. You know <laughs> so um, I was trying to just go to England just to see how far I can go. And <clears throat> you know, Greg really helped me a lot and like just entering tournaments with that team, like nationals and stuff, regionals and I played ODP sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, like a lot of colleges reached out, like all the top colleges, and we didn't know who they were, mm -hmm. right? And I was just like, they were texting my phone, and I was telling my dad, like, I don't know why these keep these people are bothering me, <laughs> but can you handle it? So he just gave it to Greg, and this was just a previous coach, and he was like, oh yeah, this one is good, this one is good, and I was like, I I don't know, and I just want to play, so I didn't have. Uh, any like legal documents you know so I had to that X'd out a lot of teams of course from NCAA, going, you know what I'm saying yeah. so the only way I could go is to go in Florida and Florida the only team then was, they had USF and UCF and UCF did a lot for me to come there like they were the team that was willing to <laughs> do more for me than not, not like do more for me than any other teams, but they were just going above and beyond. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm about loyalty. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, man? The program was terrible, but somehow I ended up going there and a lot better, a lot more better players came and we took the program to better heights or whatever. But, you know, played there and then got drafted to Columbus where I met this clown man in uh, <laughs> 2013, you know, freaky fast, you know, <laughs> you know, um, oh man, don't go to Arturo, when he was eating the pizza and the side of the fish after he scored and stuff, but, you know, it was cool oh, having man. Dom there, man, like an older, an older hen who has been there, um, oh, we, we don't know, we can't talk, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but you know, it was just good. Like you all has all this experience, man. And because Colombia was a terrible experience for me, didn't play much, played here and there. But when Berhalter took over, like he just transformed the way I thought about the game. Yeah. The training sessions were better than ever that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of coaches' training sessions like over the world, you know. And you know, I knew I wasn't playing. Um, so I was like, you know what? This is not my final destination. So after training, I'll just uh, drive up to this facility, super kick, dumb well, note. We'll train, man. Do some twos. Um, sometimes, like I'll go there. When he left, it was it was bad because it was just me alone. So I'll just go there sometimes 5 a.m. in the morning mm -hmm. until they start giving me the key. Jeez. Because um, just train, I'll just say, I'll go for 45 minutes. You know, I always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like an hour and a half, two hours, I'm still there. And it was just my place to like just forget about the failures, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. so I'll just train, 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 go home, cook, eat, sleep, you know, watch some games, and then do the same thing. So I'll do that maybe three times a week, depending on how much we train. And um, like, Greg, they started seeing me more and more, like, oh man, this guy's improving. And I think. 
we have a relationship with Super Kick, Super Kick Columbus then, mm. and I think the guys in control was like, man, this guy, you need to start playing this guy. And then the national team came around, Stephen Hart. Um, damn, it's kind of long. You, no, you're like, good, bro. Yeah. You don't even know. Oh, yeah, so Stephen Hart, uh, a Canadian, Trinidadian. Uh, it's actually my first time hearing your story, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so uh, Steve. <laughs> Stevie, yo, you're a I've never heard this story. Yeah, so Stephen Hart, um, I was in Columbus, this is 2012, you know, wasn't getting a lot of burn, a lot of playing time, and um, so I wasn't called into the Gold Cup squad, and that was, prior to that, I never went into the youth national teams, huh? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so he reached out to me and was like, hey, one of the midfielders are going back to their club in Genk. In Belgium, so uh, we need you to come in for our quarterfinals against Mexico. Um, you probably won't play, but just to—I see you as the next guy for me, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. I was just happy to be there, you know. It was like sold out uh, Georgia Dome, you know. It was a good experience. Oh, wow. I trained with. It was the first time like seeing Kenwin Jones and those guys, and see how they are. You always see them in the EPL, you know. So I was like, when they saw me, they were like. Who's this skinny guy? Where is he going? Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, two minutes into training, that tackle? I tackled, <laughs> I tackled, I forgot who, so hard. And they were like, yeah, this guy's going to be here for a while, you know? Because I knew, like, everyone always looked at me frail. Of course, bro. So Same I was like, shit. you know what? I have to bring something different thing, in bro. life, in, in everything. I didn't even know he was going to say tackle by it. You know, I had to make my presence <laughs> felt, you know? <laughs> you know? Relax all the time. Yeah, man. I, so. I, I, I would go for the title, but this guy just... Yeah. So <laughs> we did that, and we went to Saudi Arabia after, and, you know, I got to play against some really good teams for a tournament, and, you know, they were like, yeah, man, we want you around the national team for a while. Uh, we like what you do, and uh, the first year I was... I mean, I was playing some minutes, but I wasn't starting. So I, I made a plan. I, I'm a guy, I plan a lot, I write a lot. I was like, all right, these two guys are in front of me. They play in Europe. How can I be better than them playing where I'm playing? So I watch every touch they make, the way they look over their shoulders, the way, everything. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go home and train, same super kick and imagine the same thing. And I did over and over and over until eventually I remember the day when Hart was like, yeah, you're starting. You know, I, yo, I couldn't sleep the night before, man. <laughs> I couldn't, I forgot against who we played. Like, my heart was just going crazy. And then I was like, you know what? I remember uh, my dad was like, whenever you touch the ball, you know, it's football. It's like, you training with the wall, you training with someone else. Like, it'll never, it'll never change, you know? The difference is who can make the least mistakes and who can play the quickest, the fastest, you know? So I was like, all right took that into the game and did well and then it just took off from there at the national team mm-hmm. uh, so after Columbus I went to we parted ways mutually um, they offered me a contract but I didn't like it because I didn't see myself there and Berhalter was good enough you know tell me like alright Kivan well you know you can part ways and my last game with Columbus was in the playoffs against DC we beat them like 4-0 and I ended up playing like the whole second half because of injury 
crazy things happened and they were really impressed and they reached out uh, to me right away like, hey we want you to come in and train uh, we have a deal on the table but we just need to see you this was in DC right you so Dom knows a little bit of that story and you know we'll kind of fast forward to it went there did really well then another deal from Israel came like a deal that I and no one would ever refuse <laughs> you know so it was like the night before it happened kind of quickly um, the night before and you know Ben Olsen was always so nice to me as I like, man, you're doing so well we could see with the team blah 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 so the next day I didn't sleep from like 3 a.m. that's when the contract came in I didn't know how to tell Ben Olsen like yo I have to leave to go to New York you know to take a flight to go to Israel before the deadline so I was tell I was asking Patrick Nayako, I was like, man, uh, what should I do? He was like, you wanted to always do this, so do it. So that was the last. That's the first. That's the only thing I needed to hear. I saw Ben Olsen after training when we were going to lunch. I was like, hey, um, how are you, man? He's like, he's like, good. How are you, Kevin? Good training session. I was like, yeah, thanks, but um, I actually have to go. He's like, what do you mean? I, like, I have to go. Uh, team in Israel offered and. I don't know how to tell you, you know, and he was like, well, that hurts, but, you know, um, that's just life, and it was just that, and I was like, um, all right, so I went to Canuba, went up to New York, packed. They just let you go? Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they didn't have a choice. I wasn't signed to them, and I, uh, if I was going to another league, I mean, another team, I couldn't have left, but it's out of the country. It's a different yeah. league, you know? So went home, packed, you know, my girlfriend at the time was crying, and I'm crying, but at the same time, I'm like, yo, I'm going to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I'll go pave the way, and then you come like, like, like a month or two. Um, so when I was at the airport the night, checking in, they say, yo, we don't see a reservation. I was like, no, nah, here's everything in here. I even showed them the contract, because I'm like, this can't be happening. So some things went on with the agent and the club, and the club canceled my contract. So I was just stuck there at the airport. My wife had, well, my fiance back then, she had to come get me, and I was stuck. I didn't have a club. I reached back out to DC and that, and there, nope. I'm not gonna mention any names, but their upper heads was like, no chance, but Ben Olsen was open to it, right? Um, so I was stuck. Which is too big to be honest from them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay, but you, yeah, yeah, yeah. From my point of view, it's stupid. Because mm -hmm. it's nothing to do. It's an opportunity mm -hmm. for you to make more money in a better league. Yeah. Things didn't work out your way. Yeah. You're with them. You yeah. Know? yeah. Everybody thinks in a different Definitely, way. yeah, yeah. Maybe they saw it like as a slap in their face, like yeah, I, exactly. you know, yeah. so. They would have seen it as a good place to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I and I told I told him I was like, I understand. I just left it at that and we still kept in touch for a little bit after. And then um, I reached out to one of my old college coaches, like, look, man, I, I don't have a team. I'm watching these guys on TV and MLS. My agent wasn't doing anything. And that's when I started working for myself. I was like, I'm not going to work with any agents. They could work with me, but I'm not working for you, you know? So that's how I started thinking, um, controlling everything, and everything goes through me. Um, and he found me at NASL team in Florida. And I was like, damn, that's what it's come to, man, NESL, <laughs> you know, because I didn't know. And, you know, they flew me out. They were very interested. Tony Miola was the coach. Uh, went there. They were like, all right, 
We want to see how you, if you're fit and stuff. <laughs> the first three minutes, the GM, the technical director, pulled me aside. Hey, after you shower, please just come straight to our office. <laughs> you know, and then they signed me, and then I played there. And they were really good to me, man. Like, they treated me well. Jacksonville Armada. They were, and they had a lot of, they had a guy that won the, the, the Bundesliga. Though, like, that league had a lot of yeah. ex-players that did well yeah. in Europe. And they were paying well. They were treating the players well. I loved, I loved the league, you know, and um, Cosmos. I was a good league. It was very competitive. It wasn't always like run like a hundred miles per hour. It was just like tactical, you know. It was, it was just a good time, and uh, that league folded. And then um, Charlotte just came out of the blues, man. Like, like they reached out to me when I didn't have a club, and I was like no chance Charlotte that sounds like the country you know <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to no countryside now I grew up in the countryside I need city you know and then like I started finding out more about the the, um, the team and I saw that Enzo was here me and Enzo actually played region team together mm-hmm. and I, I really liked the way he played so I'm like you know what I'm going here for Enzo, you know because like, I, I, I don't know anyone and Bilal you know Bilal he was our captain before um, he was from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta too. And um, when I came here, Enzo left to go to uh, Colorado. I was like, "Yo, why didn't you tell me?" That? <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's that's messed up." But no. Nah. But um, it was still good. The team last year, the guys were good and cool, and just ended up here, man. This is only your second year here. Yeah, second oh, I year. No, no, nah, nah, second year. So yeah, fast forward. Hey, man. But damn, that was a lot of time. Nah, you good, man. It's only been nah. Yeah. Steve, go ahead, take over. Long story. Uh, football, as you know, guys here, well, it's all I care about since I'm a kid. Uh, like Ivan and Aaron and Abdullah and everybody here, I told my parents as soon as I was a baby, I want to do this. Uh, my parents every year they were like what you want to do at school what you want and every year it was the same and people were like no but you know this is only for a few people and the following year i was writing soccer player because back home it's football but for you i'm gonna say so soccer player and then every year my dad was taking me to the club of the city but now he's too young so i was coming home crying my eyes out oh i'm better than these guys why should i and my dad was like oh let's try for another sport and then I tried I tried to follow my brother was really good on martial art and I was like no this is not what I like and then one year I went there and the coach was from the same island as my parents my parents are from Guadeloupe born and raised over there but they came to France for a better life for make money and stuff I'm born in Paris by the way in the neighborhood and raised also and that guy saw me touch the ball and he was like it's not my problem if he doesn't have the if you know if he's a, a year younger he's gonna start with me and he started like that so i played for the club of my town for six years then uh, my dad and myself and the whole family we are competitive like crazy so he was like okay the level has to change for you because you told us that you want to do that so let's go to the higher club in the neighborhood so we went just five minutes away from my previous club 
and uh, that year one coach told my dad oh, do you know about Clairefontaine and then at the time we didn't know anything and then uh, the coach said yeah I think Stevens got everything to to make it to Clairefontaine and stuff like that so uh, that's the paper you have to put everything inside and send him yourself and I'm gonna send myself through the club the same paper and then uh, I started to like doing tests but first of all it's like from the in Paris we call this department which is like I'm from 93 but there is 94 Seven five seven 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 eight nine one nine two. Is it like maybe residents. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Okay. You know. Okay. But okay. inside okay. nine three, there is maybe thirty cities. You know. So I made it to that team. Then from that team, we went to play against all the guys who made it to be in the team of nine two seven seven blah blah blah, and then. Like Abdullah, it was the final thing, so I made it to Clairefontaine. So from the all the way to the start, we are like back in the days we were 1,200, and then we're picking up 24 players. So oh, I wow. made it to that. Wow, 1,200 and you're yeah. choosing 24. Yeah, Jeez, and then man. it's not it's not it's not because you made it that you're gonna be professional. Because every year after that, at the end of the year, the guys was not like making enough progress. They are told to, to go home. Yeah. So I stayed there the three years. After the, the last year, you're playing for the team of Clairefontaine. So I was captain there. At the time, I started to make like the, the test for the national team also. I got to the national team. U17? Uh, U16, starting with U16. After I played for four years, we won the under 17 in 2004 against Spain. World Cup? Uh, the uh, European, Euros, European Euros. yeah. Which had uh, against Fabregas, Piquet. And you're in that uh, Netflix documentary, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, of Benzema. Yeah, and, Benzema. Uh, That's crazy, bro. After Clairefontaine, because Clairefontaine is a pre-academy. And then after that, you have to go to an academy, which would be for you guys, you know, New York, uh, <coughs> Red Bull, uh, Houston. So I had to, I could have signed wherever I wanted in France, also in Europe, but Clairefontaine refused to let people that they made go abroad because they would be like, it's not fair on us in France yeah. and they like threaten you. So they were like, uh, if you go, if you sign for Bayern München, like, you're not gonna play with us anymore, you know? So I had my dad, my parents met all of these guys back in the days. I went once to England to see uh, Nottingham Forest facilities and we kept that quiet. We didn't say anything to anyone. But Clairefontaine is always three steps ahead of you. So I came back from holidays and then the, the main guy, the director, looked at me and he said, how was your holiday, Steven? I was like, yeah, it was good. And how was England? Then I, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, I know everything, but I never had any problem. They love my parents and stuff. So. He kept it cool with me, but I was like, oh, I didn't go to a big club 
even though Nottingham is big, but you get me, and yeah. it's, it wasn't Chelsea, and yeah. they found out. So I was like, okay, well. So I decided to sign for Nantes after uh, an imbroglio. Is imbroglio English? You understand the imbroglio? No, this is French. I meant to sign for Strasbourg. Everything was fine. And then this is how and early I understood that football world was crazy, soccer world. Because my agent at the time used to be in football and they had a problem with the guy of Strasbourg back in the days, nothing to do with me. So uh, Strasbourg phoned my dad and say, they phoned the agent, the agent phoned my dad and say, yeah, Strasbourg doesn't want Steven anymore. And it was fine because I could have signed wherever I wanted, but for my career, for school and for the football, myself and my family, we were thinking that it was the best place, right? So my dad phoned me, I remember that, and then, yeah, they don't want you anymore, and what do you want to do? And I say, well, I, my pride is unreal. So I was like, no, it's fine, no problem. They don't want me, they're lost, it's fine. Following them, my dad phoned me, now they want you again. I say, dad, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a toy, you know? <laughs> what if I say yes, and then, I go there and they treat me bad yeah. because of what happened between them. And I didn't want to do that, that to happen. So I went to Nantes. So, uh, what division were they in? Uh, Nantes was in top division. First division. Yeah, so I went uh, U16 for two months. Then I got with the U18. Uh, like, played really well at the end of this year, so I won the U17. I came back with the U18 for one game. After that, we played PSG, and then everybody, like it was a big game, non-PSG, so everybody from the whole academy, coaches and stuff were there. And then the sport director back in the days was there and he said, who is this kid? And uh, how it's possible nobody talked to me about this kid's talking about me. And uh, the following week, they told me to go with the reserve team. And I played really well for mm, nine games. And then the coach of the first team came and talked to me at this time. I'm just, I just turned 18. And he said, listen, we are not doing well with the first team. I saw you played many times. If we are not winning this weekend, next week you're making your debut with us. So I was like, okay, no problem. This was on a Tuesday, on Saturday, I'm playing with the reserve. Last minute, the cross, the guy think he's gonna score. I'm tackling like the one I like to do. And the guy kicked my foot that hard, he broke my, uh, my ankle. So I I have to put uh, that thing on my leg and stuff, Good. and I'm devastated, and I'm like, oh gosh. But I still sign professional with Nantes, uh, even though I could have still at the time go wherever I wanted because of the Euro 17, you know. So I had like all of these clubs like Liverpool and stuff like that. But just now, I'm not thinking about anything, just about my, my health. Like because, yeah, yeah because <laughs> I'm like, 
you know, we know injury. You can be a different player before and after. Yeah. And uh, they are like begging me, please, Steven, don't go away. You're the future of the club. And I'm like, guys, just now, I just want to know if I'm gonna be able to run again because you know it's something bad. And I ended up signing for them. And I remember myself telling them and my dad, like looking at them in their eyes, don't sign my son if you're not gonna play him. Because this is not the way he is. You know this guy is a competitor, he has to play. If not, he's not happy. So I signed three years for Nantes, my first professional contract. In three years, I never played one second wow. in the first team. Wow. Between the second, uh, and at the second year, I got a loan in the top league in France. I managed to make my debut there in the top league. After this year, I came back to Nantes, we went down, right? So they are in second league. Even this year, they never played me one second. So after that, first time I'm facing like uh, I'm unemployed. So the whole country is like, what is happening? because people were saying basically that back home I'm really known and people were like, yeah, Steven's gonna be the next big thing in French national team, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I got a phone call from uh, a guy who used to follow me when he was at Chelsea and he's talking to me on the phone, but for me it's a joke because this is joke that you're making sometime with your friends. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And the guy was like, excuse me? oh this could be serious so he's like yeah i used to want you when i was at chelsea now i'm in i'm in scotland at hibernians would you like to come here and i say my dad always told me i cannot say no without i'm seeing things from my own eyes so i'm up for it so he said okay i went there first day i arrived there i phoned my dad i say tell everybody else who want me finished I want to stay here mm. fell in love with the place in 14 years that's the best place I've ever been because you really feel that you're professional it's unreal you get to the facilities you've got the kid man you've got the, the chef you have everything TV you have a room for warming up like you like to do you can work on your touch and everything so I stayed there for three years and after that I started my world tour because I played in seven countries. So after that I went to Portugal, played really well, got player of the year in second division. And then I wanted to continue there <coughs> because the country, the football, that's my type of football. Like, you know, they pass the ball, they play with their mind. They know what to do and they play. You can be bottom of the league, you're gonna play against the top team and the coach gonna say, hey, we are not leaving the stadium without playing football, which is my philosophy, you know what I mean? So I had an offer from a, a top league, like, but like for a matter of few euros, we didn't understand each other, so I had an offer from Dinamo Bucharest, which is used a huge club in Romania. But I was like, nah, I, I, what, what am I gonna do in Romania? Steven, you've done
done all of these things in your career it's not to ended up in Romania but I didn't want to stay unemployed again so I said okay I'm going but I am that type of guy if my heart doesn't want it's better I don't go you're gonna understand why so at the beginning the coach was on the phone yeah I want to make you the leader of my team blah 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 I arrived there the guy treating me really bad and I'm wondering wow <laughs> what's going on here I'm in Romania the guy's not you know I'm thinking like that you know I'm phoning my parents I'm phoning my friends like I'm not feeling well so after two or three weeks I said I need to do something so I went to see the chairman the, the chairman is the same for you right the president the president of the club I say I need to talk to you and I say I want to go finish my contract now then he looked at me because at the time I'm just 25 so it's still young in football but mm -hmm. I know what I want and he's like Steven why and I say you want to know why I opened my little bag I pull a paper and I wrote everything that I and I'm not gonna lie I I destroyed the coach I say listen you pick me from a beautiful year in Portugal I could have stayed there I say no to other team to come to you to be treating like this uh, I just want to be happy in my life and my happiness is not here and he look at me and he says Steven there is no way I'm letting you go no way and I say and he said you don't even know how many people who phoned us when they knew you were gonna sign to say you're signing a very good player professional and stuff like that so listen to me I'm gonna do something about the coach give me give me a few weeks and I was like I was so sad because I didn't want to leave that meeting without telling my parents that's me free right two weeks after we're playing home we drew 1-1 I go to the, to the club on Monday, the coach been fired. The president came to me, look at me, what did I tell you two weeks ago? Now it's time for you to shine. New coach arrived, first game, first goal. We're reaching the Europa League, I'm playing, I'm scoring, I'm happy. A new relationship with the coach, crazy. Unbelievable, the guy trusts me like crazy. Let's say it's my dad's birthday today, but it's a Monday. Coach, it's my dad's birthday. Steven, go home. I know you're gonna work back home. When you're coming back, tell all the players, hey, if you have a problem, go and see me. So that was our relationship. So I'm free, I'm playing. My name starts to shine again. We're finishing fourth, so we're qualifying. We're getting qualified to the Europa League. But Romania, it's like this kind of place where, you know, money-wise, you can have problems, right? So they pay you basically when they want. Right? <laughs> and between me and you, if you perform, you get paid. If you don't perform, you're fighting. But the way I am, I cannot get to the locker room getting my own money without knowing that you guys going home without no money, right? And we had a discussion yesterday about people are telling us that football is a sports, sports, is uh, uh, a no, collective team sports, yeah. but it's the most individual sports ever. 
So I used to go and see the president. Yeah, but if I got my money, I want Dom, Aaron, Abdullah, Kivan, and you to get their money. I'm not like that. And maybe because it's the way I've been raised, because I'm from the neighborhood, you know, if I eat, you guys have to eat. I cannot look at you, handshake you every day. Steven, you got the money? No, I didn't, knowing that I get it, right? So we finished the season, they owed me a crazy amount of money that I'm not gonna say. So I said, okay, now we're in Europa League, I played well, they have to show me that they're giving me at least a little bit of that amount of money during my holidays. If not, I'm not turning back. One week, guys, I'm on holidays, checking my bank account, nothing, two weeks, nothing. I met people on holidays. Oh, Stephen, but your team didn't start training yesterday? I said, yes. So what are you doing here? Well, I'm on holidays, brother. I'm not gonna go. Simple. So I went after a month with my lawyer. We finished our contract. The same chairman who did fire the coach for me was like angry with me. Stephen, why did you do that to us? I say, president, what do you mean? What I did? I, why did I do that for to you? I say, you know why? I say, I'm not from the country. You know what it means? Like you say, you know what it means to leave everybody behind you going by yourself to another country? I'm not from here. It's not like I can phone an auntie, an uncle. Yeah, I'm short on money. Can you send me? You know, because you have things to pay back home. I've got a flat in France. You know, it's money. So I cannot talk to my bank every two weeks. Yeah, the club didn't pay me. It's not my problem, sir. You need to send the money. So I, I terminated my contract, terminated my contract. Then uh, this was a big story in the news because like the fans didn't know. And then that chairman asked to quit the club a few months after that cause of me, because like people were like, because there is a president and there is the guy who's giving the money. So the guy ahead of him say, how did you let Steven leave without telling me? So that was a big fight and the guy decided to quit the club. So I stayed, I had offer from other places to go back to Portugal, but top league this time. And then uh, I was just waiting for my plane tickets. I say no to everybody else. My plane tickets never arrive. So the transfer windows is closed. I'm getting offer, but it's not the money I'm looking for. So I'm like, no, 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 stayed unemployed for six months. That same club, yes, you heard, that same club who didn't send me the plane tickets, coming back to me six months after to give me a contract again. And I'm like, no, this is not real. Like, something is wrong. So I went with my big brother and I told the coach, I'm not signing any paper until you're telling me why you disappeared six months ago because cause of you i didn't play for six months and then he said yeah it's the board they didn't want to give you the money you deserve i wanted you the team was fifth in the league just behind benfica porto sporting braga and i was like why do you need me to be saying because we still have the same problem so i signed i played there the first 10 games under the guy we were winning and stuff but he had problem with the board, he got the sack. As soon as he got the sack, they put me on the side. Being treated like, I hope and pray that 
nobody's going through what I've been because the club was giving me letters every Monday telling me the day and the time I could only show myself at the facilities. If not, I was in trouble. Sometimes I was training only twice a week and that was it. I asked him many times to talk with the coach because it was one of his decisions. He refused, turned his back on me. I terminated my contract again. He stayed without playing for six months. Got another team in Portugal, top league again. They were bottom of the league. Five points. The coach never worked with me, but he always heard how I was. And my year in, in Portugal in the second league when I got player of the year, like, you know, always help you bounce back because people are still thinking about you. So I went there and then uh, everybody were like, oh, you're going to have a relegation on your CV because back home, if you finish in the bottom two, you're going down, which yeah. is not the case here. So the pressure is unreal because the life of a club, of a city depends of what you're doing every week, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm up for it. I know the way I am, we're not gonna go down. Uh, five points when I arrived, we stayed in the league uh, on the last game, we didn't go down. And uh, the coach looked at me in the eyes, yes, yeah, Steven, thank you for everything. I played 16 games out of 20. Uh, you helped us a lot. Uh, I signed a new year's, two years deal contract. I'm gonna give you a new contract. In 2019, I'm still waiting for that new contract. I had things from Kazakhstan. I think I did talk to with you when we went to Loudon. Kazakhstan, crazy amount of money, but I'm I'm just quitting Portugal top league, which is like you know after England, France, Germany, you know Portugal is very good. I can yeah. guarantee you that the lifestyle, the football, and everything. No, I cannot go to Kazakhstan. And then I'm looking at this amount of money and I'm like, oh, I can go to Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I'm like, no, oh, no, no, you played well. Then the paper were talking about you well, you're gonna bounce back. Anyway, didn't sign for Kazakhstan, stayed six months again unemployed. Had the team uh, wanted me in Indonesia. For me, Asia was a no. But The money was good and the guy which was talking to me was like yeah you can make great money for a short time but you know this amount in europe now it's gonna be difficult for you so i went there but the facilities everything was bad so i said no i went back a team from greece wanted me from the top league the same situation as my last team in portugal fighting for relegation, blah, 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 we need your experience. We stayed in the league again. I signed a two years and a half contract when I signed. And the two years, it was six months plus two. So if we stayed, I had the plus two. We stayed, chairman had a meeting with me, Steven, you've got to go, I don't have money to pay you. I said, no, this is not my problem. I never forced you to sign. But I've been in those situations before So I was like, I, I, I'm not gonna fight and stay somewhere. Nobody wants me, it's not my country. You know what I mean? You walk in the street, you have to look over your shoulder because things can happen in football. Everything can happen, I have to tell you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I decided to quit. 
one more time and then uh, got a phone call from an agent and say yeah i've got something in malaysia and i say no and he say no the coach is portuguese he knows you from portugal he say you can make that much of money blah 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 i look at the contract i was like oh malaysia i think i'm gonna go so i look i i googled everything i went and i had one of the best year of my life playing there and stuff and uh, but they signed the play like you have only five foreign players by team so they sign you one year and it depends how you perform you're signing a new deal or not i did really well i played every game except two but uh, our coach who was like a second father to me one more time told me the the week before the the day the the last game before everybody steven i'm not gonna stay at the club there is too many problems inside the club i appreciate you a lot so i want to tell you in advance for you to find a solution you know i say coach if you don't stay here there is no way i'm staying here because i manage here because of you you know so i left and then uh, i ended up in charlotte so i've been playing in three different countries i i ended up here because of an agent who wanted to work with me years ago we got back on track he was like oh steven i lost you for two three years but you've been playing there and there and yeah i've got uh, i've got few teams in usl would you like to go and i was like well you know i'm not scared to, to travel as you can understand now i say i'm not scared to travel and then uh, the coach mcguinness who was there at the beginning like knew me from scotland and uh, things went fast and then we discussed about if i could have this more blah blah, blah. and then uh, i ended up being here with you guys and then yeah the season's not been what <laughs> we were expected what i was expected i was telling you yesterday i'm gonna leave here wondering myself how come we didn't do better than that because the local room we have good player but some sometimes like that you cannot explain it and we didn't have like you know that thing to even if we were not doing well to just get one point you know we were getting that goal and we were losing so that's my life in I know it was kind of long, but trust me, it's very mm -hmm. short because yeah. wow. if I have to explain everything, there is things that I didn't talk about. But uh, yeah, free continent, uh, an happy guy, obviously happy to have met you. I hope that's the way I am, that yeah. we're still going to be in touch in one year, two years and for, for life because that's the way I am, you know. After I know that, you know, it's difficult when let's say next year i don't know i can end it up back in europe and you guys are in america but now we've got social media we've got things so so yeah that's that's my career in in a kind of long explanation but short you, at the same time. yeah we'll dive into the season in a sec but down you want to finish this off pause All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. um i mean it's been a long talk i think everybody said a lot of stuff i'm gonna just keep my really short because uh, pretty much you guys kind of like nailed it and everything that you guys have been saying um like myself born and raised in africa um and i think I, i've told Kevin a little bit about this you you know when 
you are good at doing something when somebody tells you you're good. And, and bottom line, that's it. My dad was in the military. All I knew was yes sir, no sir, and when you grow up, you're gonna be in the military. That's how it is. Uh, all my friends are in the military right now. So, um, you know, growing up, soccer is the only thing that we play in Africa. Just like over here, I wanna say maybe football is the main thing, or whatever you wanna call it, or baseball, depending upon what state you live in. <laughs> yeah, so in Africa, all we know is soccer. And, and as a kid, um, I mean, I'm like, I'm confident with this. Or even keep on the street sometimes. Anything that is round, you kick it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we used to do. Um, but it gets to a point in time when you're growing up and you're playing. And like I said, somebody comes to you and be like, you have potential. That is when you know you got it. And I think I, I, was, I was fortunate to be in that situation where a lot of people came to me telling me, I think you can pursue soccer. So, How old? Uh, this was when we were like nine, whatever, you know, like, because I, I had the speed and I mean, I, I didn't have the finesse, which is like, you know, a whole lot of like the Messi style, Ronaldo style, or the Aaron dribbling number 10 style, you know, but, but it was more like people were telling me you were good. And sometimes even when I used to go play with kids, I don't even get the chance to play because I was not good enough at that point. But like I said, the more people tell you you're good, the more you know you have it. Fast forward, um, high school, uh, to college. Still in Africa? Or Still in Africa. Africa. Yeah, before college, um, I had that potential of being sold to, to a team in Europe. Mm -hmm. That was when, that's, that's the first time I met Sule Muntari, uh, Asian. For the it, was, it was sort of like an academy. This back home, we just, you form a team, you have a coach, and you guys just yeah. train. But right now, it's called it's called International Allies. Right now, it's a very it's a very big club over there. That's when I met most of the guys that play in USL. So, uh, have a jersey in my locker, uh, uh, Odro, all yeah, those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. They now play for the academy. Uh, so, so back back home when I was growing, then it was just like we all form together and just play. You know, we just go out and play. So. Um, I had that potential of being, you know, sold out there. But again, I told you when I was back home, it's, I was in the military, so it was yes sir, no sir, you're gonna join the military when you're done. But, you know, when people told me I had a potential, I told my mom, I really wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go to the military. I really wanna, you know, play soccer and stay in school. And my dad is like, you gotta choose. Because my dad was in the military, and it's like, you my son, you gotta go in the military. <laughs> so it was more like a toss up, but, I mean, with a lot of talk with my family, my mom is like, okay, I want you to go to school. Again, education is not big in Africa, but my mom wanted me to be like, you yeah, know, the yeah. first whatever to finish school. So it was more like, okay, I really want to go to um, go to school and play soccer at the same time. Um, fast forward, um, one of my agent right now, he's not, I'm saying one of my agent because he came with uh, one of the coaches from Virginia Commonwealth. They came to scout. Yeah. I did not want to play that game because I thought it was. When you live in Africa, you know sometimes people tell you a whole lot of stuff. Like Ivan said, when your dad, when dad's even trying to get a visa, you pay for you pay for that. Like people pay like twenty thousand dollars just to get <laughs> a visa. Right. So it was like, yeah, this coach is coming in to blah blah blah. And I was like, eh, forget it. It's not gonna happen, you know. But then one of my friends convinced me. 
and I've told the story again. I played a game five minutes. The coach just picked me only. In five minutes? He said, I saw your speed, and I knew I've never had that before. Like, I've never seen like that, anything like that before. <laughs> so he he just, and that, that's a fact. Yeah, like, that is yeah. one of, that's why, I'd, yeah. otherwise, I would probably won't be here. Yeah. So at the end, he talked to me. I want you, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, make it happen. Uh, again, I thought it was a joke. The next thing I know, the papers from VCU came. You going to America? I mean, think about it. I want I want this to sink in a little bit. <laughs> a kid in Africa, you see TV, you watch TV, and you see America, and somebody told you you're going to America. Yo. You know that feeling. It, I was. They found gold, bro. My my mind was blown. I'm like, you kidding me? Like, no, you're going to America. Bro, I could not sleep for like a week knowing yeah. I was going to go to America. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it was I everything. Right. And I told my dad, I'm like, forget about the military. <laughs> but then my mom was like, okay, at the end of the day, I know you want to play, but you got to go to school. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the deal. That was the deal that I signed with my, with my parents, sort of. So, came to college. I bought out in college. And again, um, that's when I found out, okay, you can get scouted to MLS. Fast forward. Got to after two years in college, I was able to get drafted. Um, 2006. I know it's a long time ago for you guys. <laughs> so young. Uh, <laughs> 2006. I uh, got drafted to Dallas MLS, and I want I want to say something, and I think everybody has said it, but sometimes people don't. Soccer, you can dream about it, but sometimes you're not ready for it, and it's easy to dream that you want to play soccer, but you guys don't know the hardship that comes with playing soccer. Yeah. It yeah. is tough. Yeah. And, and you guys have witnessed that in this, in this locker room. And I think where you played, you've seen that. Yeah. Not so many people can just come out when, it's, when the situations are down. It's, it's really tough to stay in that plateau level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really hard. You know this in Columbus. I was in a depression state, and you remember this. Kivan used to come to my house. We used to sit and we used to talk because the coach wasn't playing me. And I was just down. And at that time, I had signed a new contract. And it was a good contract, too. Yo, let me... Yo, <laughs> was, uh, he was the man in Columbus. Coming from Chicago, Columbus. Everyone was coming were coming to games to see him. You know, so... Yeah. After a while, he wasn't playing. You know, if I'm, if I'm him, I would be depressed, too. So yeah. I'm like, man, this is a guy I used to see on TV, you know, and yeah. we became friends. Like, I need to go and see if he's okay. Yeah. And then... That kind of strengthened our relationship and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was, it, it was tough, you know. And I've been in that situation twice. Like I said, it, it's 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 good playing, but sometimes when, when things go down, it goes south, and and it's it's a, you become a good player when you're able to dig yourself deep and come out of this. And and, and there've been situations where, but it's happened. That's when me and Kiva, when you see us playing twos, it's not because we've been we've been doing this. Yeah. Since yeah. Colombo, just to get out of depression, we've been going to what he said. Uh, what is it? Yeah, just to train, just to to get our mind, you know, away from everything. And 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 that is how it's been. It's been it's been a great journey for me, you know, to sum everything up. Um, I don't think I think I think the common denominator about this whole thing is we all did not think we were going to be here. Yeah. And that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, uh, I went through a similar situation with this guy Malaysia in. Um, in uh, Montreal, the coach came. It wasn't even about my performance. I don't want you. The whole year, I did not even touch a ball. 
I did not play a single game on the field. I did not start a single game. And this is me coming from over 300 MLS games, right. you know, start. Right, right. And so a coach can make you or break you. That's one thing I want to know. People don't know. A coach can either make you or break you. Mm -hmm. And he almost broke me. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the year, you know, similar situation, no contract. You know, the last thing we all thought was to play USL. But, you know, they always have to say, when sometimes life, life gives you a lime, you, you make lemonade. And that's what we do. We, we, we all fighters. We all want to, it's a good saying. <laughs> right, 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 right. We all fighters. We all want to play. We love this game. And that is why we took this job. Right. The money's not great. We all know it. I mean, the soccer is not the best in the world. We all know it. But because of the love of the game, we yeah. here playing and we here grinding up. So, I mean, it's okay to dream. Have fun. Enjoy the game. But you got to be ready for all that comes with it. It's, we all said our different story. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. You stay in this game long if you're smart, if you're able to like think with your head, and then just make the right plays. Yeah. Play the right cards. You play as long as we have, and we we are. What is the word for it? Um, the truth or everything of, of, of how the game is, or how of how long you can play. And it's all about you know being smart out here. Be patient. Be and lucky lucky too injuries and all that but at the end of the day you got to be ready for 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 the ups and downs and and that's one thing people don't know yeah i mean talking about not expecting quality and, and to be playing with you guys for me personally i've never been to the major leagues i've never played overseas in europe i've never really gone in international duties on these trips and things so i'm in the off season chilling i knew i was going to charlotte they hit me up in november and then i'm seeing Domodoro signing and like all you guys signing in the off season from my perspective it's like Ha, we're winning this trophy. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling people, like, we winning this. How Charlotte? Charlotte is nasty, bro. We just got down there. Like, I don't know how, but we're going to be nasty. But, yeah, bro, I mean, when you think about this season, I mean, that's, just, that's the last thing I wanted to talk about, kind of this season. I mean, from all your perspective, from my perspective, I've never had to deal with a coach being fired midseason. This is the first instance that's ever happened for me. And. <clears throat> Going from winning one game in 15 with one coach to then going on a little run, you know, we were all on a high horse to not winning a game from before our break in July to winning our first game this past weekend. Like, it's been one crazy roller coaster. And like you guys said, like, talent doesn't give you wins, it doesn't buy you wins or anything. We have this is the most talented team I've ever been on personally from top to bottom. And we still, we've only won like five games. <laughs> I mean, from your perspective, how do you guys kind of sum up this season? With these coaching changes and just everything in general from your experiences i've been through that like a lot uh, sometimes i have three coach in three years and stuff like that so you, you you have to be ready you have to be ready because it's it's the it's part of the game to be fair I wasn't expecting this to happen here in the U.S. because, you know, back home, like, firing a coach is like lots of money because you have to give him all of his money or you have to find an agreement. And I don't know if it was the same here, but I didn't see that coming, you know, so it was a big shock. Yeah. But after, you have to, for us players, we have to get back on track. You, you just know, roll with it. It's not about decision. Yeah. We have to to get on with it, and uh, and yeah, it's it's go it's gonna be a disappointment for me going home because, like you said, you know, like there is talent here, you know, there is talent in that local group, but 
everyone, including myself, maybe we should have done, have given a little bit more in terms of, I don't know, maybe communication, qualities, and that we, we haven't, because if we had, we would have been like in the playoff, because it, it's, it should have been easy to be in the playoff spot, looking at, you know, everybody's here, but it just didn't happen. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough whenever I look back at how the season's gone because part of me thinks, like, you know, there's that thing of, like, good players will find a way. And we definitely have good players. And so I don't want to sit here and, you know, come up with all these excuses of why the season kind of yeah. didn't go our way. But at the end of the day, um, there's good players all around the league, and you're playing against good players. Yeah. Um, and everyone else is trying to find a way, you know yeah. what I mean? I think with us, there's just been so much turnaround and so much. I mean, you, we sat here and we told five completely different stories of how we got here. Um, and there's five different philosophies in here, and there's even more in our locker room. And we've had so many different people in, in our locker room come in and out, you know. We've all been here for the most part since the beginning of this year, but there's been so many different, you know, teammates that we've we've had next to us, next to us in the locker room. Yeah, you know, they're gone. It's just been we must we must we might have played with like five, six different center backs this yeah, year. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. there's there's just a lot, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer to gel and figure each other out sure. and um, figure out what our philosophy is and what our capabilities are and. Um, you know, it, sometimes it takes a lot of games to do that, especially when you have so many guys. So I think that that has had a lot to do with it. Um, but, you know, like, like everyone's been saying, this has been a very, very talented locker room. It's never been a talent thing. Um, but, you know, we still got some figuring out to do. What do we always say? We've talked about talent. What do we always say when, when we talk about talent? Talent alone is not what? <laughs> Come on, we said it so many times. So, I don't know, like man. sometimes talent alone is not good enough. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I would name I would name two guys in this locker room. I won't say it, but I know you guys know that I think have talent, and I, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, nothing bad. I'm just saying, like, but your, your talent alone doesn't make you a good player. Yeah. I mean, there's other aspect that you have to add to the game to make you better. And and I think maybe down the road, maybe we did like it. Um, Maybe the coach situation, maybe the way his, his his style of coaching wasn't what we wanted. Maybe they didn't gel with the way we were as a team. Uh, but there's some of those ups and downs that goes with the game. Um, you know, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. And we, we went through a bad situation, even with the talent that we had, and we just couldn't rise up. Yeah. You know, and, and like Aaron said, sometimes it takes time. You know, unless you're Man City, that you can buy it. <laughs> You know, every player, and, and, yeah, and, and then make it work. You know, one season and that it might it might take some time. And still, they did struggle in the first. Yeah, year. yeah. yeah. It, 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 it takes time. Struggle. So it, it yeah, takes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it takes time. Not to say struggle, but you get me. It takes time to gel. So yeah, yeah it is hard sometimes. Yeah. What about yeah. for you guys, for your perspective? Um. <laughs> Yeah, man. I think everyone just touched on that already. It's been difficult, man. Uh, sometimes, you know, you just want to go home and just be home. Not that, you know, I'm giving in or anything, but 
mentally it's a lot man to lose to not do the simple things right like I'm very particular right? and not about myself only but about other people <clears throat> you know I always want people to be perfect and that that's one of my flaws in life like I want to be perfect so I want you to be perfect if I'm not perfect oh man like I'll, I'll go my wife always I'll go like weeks like just remembering the same thing that bothers me yeah. same thing with other people my wife my parents anything if I don't see something is perfect it bothers me sometimes I'll come in and this is just how it's affected me you know um, can't point at one player and say man you know this player is horrible because like I enjoy the team we have a lot of potential maybe it's time that we need but in, you know in life you don't have time yeah. either you do it or you yeah. can't do it's it you know? yeah so I think it's just a learning experience man um, to go through what we've been through um, I just can't put a nail on it like man this was the cause of our season right. like, this is why we went like that but um, I mean talent is here we just have to just have to see out the year, man. It's just, it's just draining even talking about it now. Um, so yeah, that, that's my piece. On that. Yeah, I mean, for me too, that's why I haven't really recorded, been recording shows like that. I kind of lost my group with it personally. First time not making playoffs like that when I'm traditionally, you know, known in the league for just making playoffs. And that I hold myself to that standard where I'm always just competing and wanting to fight. And even, f and we've known for a little while we weren't gonna make playoffs, so. Even now, I'm just seeing all my friends and other ex-teammates and stuff and teams making playoffs. Like, of course, like you feel some kind of, but it's a learning experience and it's bound to happen at some point. We all just learn from it. You guys have X amount of experience that so you guys all know and those things. So yeah, you just roll with it. And now we're here at this table able to talk about these experiences and life in general. And we're gonna carry have to carry this on with us. So, but yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on my show for real. All you guys did excellent job on my show. I really appreciate that. Hit subscribe, let these guys know, you know, what parts of the show that you guys were intrigued by. Sh send them a DM, send me a DM, like, comment, rate, continuously follow, follow Backyard Footy on all platforms, and I appreciate you guys following along. Backyard Footy is brought to you by the Be Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts. That's bgn.fm on the internet. You can also follow them on Twitter at the bgn.fm. And Backyard Footy is also brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. And thanks to our sponsors, you can get the best choice for custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for not just yourself, but for your organization. Check, them, check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price and other places at goldengoldpress.com. And also thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at theroughneckscarves.com. Appreciate y'all.